0: Welcome to Ragback. My name's Frank Burton. episode eighty two blah blah blah. I've got some ideas for you coming up. blah blah, blah 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 blah. Here's a tune blah blah. You can see I've put a lot of effort into this introduction. I hope you appreciate it, yeah. Let's get on with this now. see with the very kindest help and assistance of the galactic reconnaissance patrol So I've got some ideas for you guys. Um, Here we go. Let's just get cracking straight into it. Now, I'm not going to do any shout outs because I don't want to. I've had plenty of requests, but I just don't want to do any. So I'm not going to. So that's the end of the matter. I want to get straight in to these ideas because I've got so many of them. I don't think we're going to have time to actually mention them all. But I am going to do my best just to rattle through the whole thing because I have got some solid gold ideas this week, guys, you know. So and these are all for you, by the way. You can take any one of these ideas, copyright three, copyright four. <laughs> did I say that? What did I just say? Copyright flea. Did I say copyright flea or copyright? F- I'm not going to edit this at all, okay? I have not got time. I've got so many ideas here. Let's just get straight on with it. I'm working on a range of tinned fruit that I'm hoping to get sponsored by the Russian government. It's called Vladimir's Fruit Tin. it will have a picture of Vladimir Putin on the label with an apple in his hand or something like that. And maybe a speech bubble saying, Vladimir Putin eats his five a day and that's why he is the envy of all men. You know, he's the kind of guy who'd talk about himself in the third person, right? The Russian government haven't answered my emails yet, but fingers crossed. They would, of course, be free to use the label on the tin for propaganda and disinformation, whatever they want, really. I'd just be the manufacturer. But on the plus side, it's only a small label. So they can only spread like, you know, one or two items of fake news per tin, max. And I like those odds. So that's Vladimir's fruit tin. Next, I have an idea for a Sony and Share tribute act, but without Sony. It's basically two lots of Share. Ideally, there'd be identical twin sisters, they'd be called Share and Share alike. Just an idea. Next, I was thinking recently why is it only metal that works on a magnet? Can we not invent like a wood magnet? For wood or glass magnets. That would be really handy for clearing up broken bottles, for example. Or even a really specific type of magnet. Like a magnet that only picks up those little paper sleeves that you get. In After Eight Mints. You know what I mean? There's a magnet for everything. That's the slogan. Once I've gotten around to developing a magnet for everything, that is. And then... There's the ultimate magnet, the everything magnet, the magnet that picks up everything. That's got to come in useful, right? If you want to pick up all of your possessions and leave in a hurry, that would be a hell of a way to end a relationship. I'm leaving you, I'm taking all of my things, right now, ship gone. I've been working on a few different ideas for cop shows, because I've noticed there's a lot of cops with a twist around. You know what I mean? Cops with a twist. Solves crimes and yet he himself is a serial killer. That sort of thing. Cop with a twist. How about this one? He's a brilliant detective, the best of the best, but he also happens to be an 18-month-old baby. That's how it starts. The kid grows up as the series progresses. 18 years later, is a fully-fledged adult detective. It's very moving. The next one is more of an amateur sleuth. Yeah, amateur sleuth. We all like an amateur sleuth with a twist, right? Here's my idea. An amateur sleuth, in a similar vein to Miss Marple, but the twist is she's a fully qualified homicide detective. And how about this one? He's a brilliant detective, best of the best. But the twist is he's just really good at guessing. I reckon it was that guy. Oh yeah? Where's the evidence? Oh, I reckon it's in the boot of his car, at the bottom of a lake. Just a hunch. Any particular lake? Yeah, that one now. That lake there. Or you could have an amateur sleuth. An amateur sleuth, like the one from Murder She Wrote. Is that how you say it? Murder, comma, she wrote. And then what? What happened after that? Once she's written the word murder on a piece of paper. Doesn't make any sense. Murder. Are you supposed to pause after the... Because there's a comma after the word murder. Are you supposed to pause then? People call it murder she wrote, but there's a comma there in the middle. So it's murder. She wrote. And then is it full stop after she wrote? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anyway, you could have an amateur sleuth like that one from Murder, She Wrote. But the twist is, she's a parrot. She's an actual parrot. She flies around, you pokes her beak through the windows of buildings where people are being murdered, and then she repeats it to the cops later on. And the cops are like, just ignore that talking bird. We're trying to carry out a professional investigation here. Are you sure about that, Sarge? It turned out the power was right all those other times. Alright, how about this one? He's a brilliant detective, the best of the best. No one can figure out how he manages to solve all of these cases so quickly. The twist is, he has his own time machine. He goes back in time, he witnesses the crime, videos it, comes back and arrests the culprits, job done. How about a cop with an Achilles heel? Always a good idea to have a strong character with this one weak spot that could end up breaking them. A cop with an Achilles heel. In this case, and here's the twist, the cop actually is Achilles from the ancient Greek myths. And his Achilles heel is his actual heel because he actually is Achilles. And if that doesn't work, I'm thinking of possibly breaking into TV by replicating some popular formats for shows and once again adding my own unique twists. I have an idea for my own news channel, which features round-the-clock bulletins, but they're all read out in a really sarcastic tone of voice. The Sarcastic News Channel. That could really take off. How about a talent show, like a singing contest? But the twist is, all the participants are being forced to sing at gunpoint. And they're all the sort of people who may have said at some point, in the privacy of their own homes, I can never perform on stage myself. Well, I suppose if you put a gun to my head... And then a moment later a hidden camera crew leap out from behind the couch and the host is there with a gun in each hand and he's barking at them, Congratulations, you've made it to the quarterfinals. Sing for your life. Or a home makeover show where a member of the public gets chosen to have their house done up by a top interior designer and the twist is, at the end, after they've seen their amazing house, and congratulated the designer on their great work. The designer hands them an envelope. And they're like, oh, an envelope? More surprises? I wonder what's in here? And the designer says, it's an invoice for the work, mate. You didn't think you were getting all this for free, did you? There's a twist. Or a sports analysis show where they have a panel of pundits talking about that week's matches, but the twist is... Instead of a panel of pundits, it's a small group of chickens just clucking away for half an hour. Occasionally, it'll cut to a clip of a goal being scored or an athlete racing over the finish line. Then it'll return to the chickens, clucking away in the studio. I'm thinking of opening a German barber's shop called Haircut. Someone must have done that already, surely. In Germany, at the very least. You know that story Hansel and Gretel, where they come across the witch's cottage in the woods and the house is made entirely of sweets or candy, as you Americans would have it? Well, that's it. That's my idea. Have a whole house made of sweets. Seems like a pretty cool idea. Obviously, don't have a child killer living inside. that would put a dampener on things. Come to think of it, I wonder why, if the house was made entirely of candy and the witch imprisoned Hansel and Gretel inside, couldn't they just eat their way out? Were they just being polite by not destroying the witch's house like that? Or were they just fussy? Oh, these bars on the window are made of licorice. I could eat my way out of here. Hang on a minute, I don't like licorice. I'll just have to stay here and come up with a convoluted plan involving chicken bones or something. On a smaller scale, I could perhaps bring out a range of edible furniture. Like an edible house is all well and good, but you need a whole party of people to finish the whole thing off. But with edible furniture, you don't need to invite everyone you know. You can just have a few friends around, you know, have a dinner party. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for having us. What's for dinner? The table. You're sitting on it right now. If you take a closer look, you'll notice it's actually a giant margarita pizza with garlic baguettes for legs. Tuck in, folks. Just going back to this thing about the cop shows, maybe I should focus on changing things a bit more radically. You know what I mean? Like, you have the whole police procedural genre. Police doing their police work following their police procedures. How about having another kind of procedural? How about a show about a dentist going about their business? A dentist procedural could be equally suspenseful. Will the root canal work be successful? Is he going to lose the tooth altogether? Find out next week. I suppose you could class that as a medical drama... I also had an idea for a medical drama as it happens, but with cars instead of people. You know, it's set in a garage. What are we going to do? The head gasket's completely blown. Tell me you can save her. Tell me she's not dead. Oh, I can save her. She's not dead. I can replace the head gasket, but we have to act fast. So that's medical drama for cars. That's what I want done. How about... An accountancy procedural. Accountants going about their business. Will they get those tax returns processed on time? Yeah, probably. A sandwich maker's procedural. Featuring a sandwich maker who doesn't like to play by the rules. I'll make that sandwich, but I'll do it my way. I'm putting the bacon on the outside of the bread and no one's going to stop me because technically... I'm getting the job done. Sure, I like to cut corners. Sometimes customers ask me, why the hell have you cut all the corners off this sandwich? And I say, because I don't like corners, okay? They're my Achilles' heel. Sure, I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough sandwich maker. But I have my insecurities. I'm complicated, okay? I have another idea for a musical collaboration. It's called Beg, Steele and Burroughs. It's a unique collaboration between the writer William Burroughs, the singer Tommy Steele, and the electronic music producer Cy Beg. William Burroughs is dead and Tommy Steele is 84 years old and may not want to participate, but luckily the other guy is an electronic music producer. I could easily sample the other two. So, you know, if Cybeg happens to be listening to this, there you go, that's your next project sorted out. I've got an idea for a new film script. It's going to be called Centre Forward, Full Back. Yeah, Centre Forward, Fall Back. It's about a young sportsman. When the film starts off, he's still at school and he can't decide whether to pursue a career in football. That's soccer to you Americans. And rugby, that's... You know what rugby is, right? Basically, rugby is pretty much the same as your version of football. The main difference being, we've seen all the protective equipment American footballers wear and we don't much care for it. Who needs protective equipment? It's only a bit of organised violence. We've seen the film Any Given Sunday... That scene where the player's eye pops out of his socket and the Dennis Quaid character downplaying the extent of his injuries despite wearing protective equipment. And then he gets properly messed up. We've seen all that. And we thought to ourselves, protective equipment, we don't much care for it. So that's rugby. So this kid, as I'm saying, he can't decide which sport to pursue a career in. He can't do both. And so he decides... To clone himself, because he's a science geek as well as an elite sports dude. He's all things to all people, although he does have an Achilles heel. He literally has a problem with his Achilles tendon. It's a bit of an in-joke, but I like it. So he clones himself. Disguises the clone so it looks a bit different to him, but not by much so both characters can still be played by the same actor. Just dye his hair or something. No one would suspect a thing. And so, the original version of the kid becomes a professional soccer player, a centre-forward. The clone becomes a professional rugby player, a full-back. Hence the name of the film. Centre-forward, full-back. Anyway, they both do pretty well for themselves. They have strong parallel sporting careers. But alas... It's cut short. They both have this same problem with their Achilles tendon. The footballer is told he may never play another match. Disappointed, he decides to retire and retrain in a different field of sport where he's less likely to succumb to the same injury. Table tennis. Turns out he's very good at table tennis. He's better than very good. He's the world's greatest. Meanwhile, the rugby player has suffered the exact same injury. He's been told he might never play rugby again. He's disappointed and decides to retrain as a table tennis player. He's a very good table tennis player, better than very good. He's the world's greatest, or he would be if there wasn't this other player who looks suspiciously like him, who seems to be his equal. Inevitably, the two of them end up meeting in the final of the World Table Tennis Championships. (laughs) Or, you know, whatever the top table tennis tournament happens to be called. I don't know. (laughs) The world... it sounds convincing, doesn't it? The World Table Tennis Championships. I don't know what it is. I'm not looking it up. I'm literally going to write this whole screenplay without looking it up. I'm going just to call it that. If it's not called that, who cares? Anyway, they're in the final. It's a tense game. It's a close game. It's a climactic game. It's the climax of the film. You'll notice while you're watching them play that they can't look each other in the eye. But then, as the game is reaching its end, they accidentally make eye contact. And when they've done that, suddenly they can't stop looking at each other. The game stops the audience watch in bewilderment as the two men put down their bats and they smile at each other. They hug and they say, We should meet up for a drink after this and catch up. It's been a long time, hasn't it? I suppose we'd better finish the game off first. They pick their bats up again, but the game becomes rather half-hearted. The clone wins in the end. They pat each other on the back and instead of sticking around for the presentation ceremony, they go off to the pub. And that's the end. You see, it's about finding yourself, isn't it? That's what it's really about. Well, it's not really about that. It's really about a man playing table tennis with his own clone. I'd have to say things like, it's a film about finding yourself in interviews and stuff, because that's the sort of thing you have to do in interviews. Make yourself sound like you're making some kind of grand statement when all you're really doing is messing about and enjoying yourself there you have it. Talking of messing about and enjoying yourself, that is literally what I have been doing for the last 20 minutes and I appreciate you listening to this. Here's a tune. Enjoy yourselves, listeners. Thank you for listening. I have been Frank Burton, as always. My website is frankburton.co.uk where you can check out all the details to all of my books, A History of Sarcasm, 100, Everything I Am, and, of course, the latest in the Ragbag series, Getting Away With It, which is a wonderful thing. Please do check it out. Please do also check out the Ragbag Rambler video series also on the website and of course my other podcast I like the sound it's a brilliant thing you will like the sound of it enjoy yourselves